Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is taken from our epistle reading from the third and fourth chapters of St. James with an emphasis on these words. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. This is our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Today we continue in the second pillar of our ministry here at Faith as we learn what it means to proclaim and practice God's love with conviction and courage in our households, our congregation, and beyond. This second pillar has been identified by our Clarity team as education, a most appropriate choice for this particular parish, if I do say so myself. In fact, I would go so far as to say to you that the congregation that we are a part of, that of Faith Lutheran Church, is at its core a teaching congregation. What I mean to say by this is simply that there are no shortage of good teachers among us, nor for that matter are there any shortage of opportunities to teach and to proclaim the word of God in this fellowship. Be they in our preschool or child care, our morning or evening Bible studies, our Sunday school, our worship services, our monthly meetings, even those times that we spend together in, in leisure or recreation or fellowship. You've no doubt noticed that all of these things and countless other opportunities here at Faith, they're all bookended by time in the Word. If you've ever opened a meeting with a devotion, for instance, if you've ever been called upon to speak a word of prayer, If you've ever answered one of the pastor's questions in Bible study, or perhaps even looked up a verse, then you have, whether knowingly or unknowingly, participated in the educational ministry that goes on right here. In this area, as I said, the Lord has certainly blessed us richly with people not only gifted in knowledge but also gifted with hearts to share his word to our neighbor. And so today, as we examine those areas of growth that are available to us in educational ministry, we do so from a place of strength. For we are right now standing upon a solid foundation which has been laid by the hands of many faithful servants throughout this congregation's 58-year history. Now, the first thing that I want you all to understand about Christian education is that it is intrinsically tied with that first pillar of our ministry, which Pastor Edwards taught us about last week, the pillar of worship. And not only today's pillar, but also the three that are to follow, each and every one of them, they hang on the worship life of this congregation. For nothing which God's elect, his, his people in his church, do for the sake of the church, nothing is devoid of worship. 
And certainly, in the teaching and ministry of the Holy Gospel, God's name among us is magnified indeed. Where our teaching finds its distinction, however, from, say, the teaching which takes place up the road at uh, Indiana University, or perhaps across town at Ivy Tech, or in any number of our public or parochial schools, is the end which is achieved by our curriculum. What am I saying? All these places have as their focus the end of growing in knowledge so that their students may contribute their intellects to the betterment of society or to their own personal endeavors. This is a noble task, but as with all worldly pursuits, it has as its outcome the goal of personal gain or growth in some field of academia. The knowledge and wisdom brought about by this kind of learning is fundamentally self-serving. Science, literature, mathematics, even the arts and humanities, they are all of them human endeavors. And what is the human endeavor if not to build himself up? to make each passing generation climb to greater heights than the one on which it stands. Therefore, the telos, the end goal of man's learning, is to make man greater. So say all the academics and the scholars of our day. They all proclaim a warm light for all mankind through the lens of understanding, right? Now, this is not to say that this makes any of those goals not worth pursuing. But I ask you to consider this morning, where does that leave those among us who are without understanding, without knowledge or intellect? What happens when we in our humanity begin to reach the limits of our mortal understanding? Either we accept those limitations or we despair. We despair because the glories achieved by the mind of man are, like his body, finite. And ambition for ambition's sake leaves us unsatisfied no matter what it is that we accomplish. I want you to keep this image in mind as we compare it to what we read at the end of James chapter 3. Here St. James writes, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works... In the meekness of wisdom. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Take note, this wisdom from above, which St. James writes is marked by meekness and has as its hallmarks sincerity, purity, mercy, reason, and peace. Already we're beginning to see a divide between that and the wisdom of man, aren't we? The wisdom from above is not concerned with building one's self up, but it is entirely concerned with building up one another. 
We're not training our kids or our adults, for that matter, to merely be able to nail the Bible category in trivial pursuit. King Solomon, in his book of wisdom, elaborated on this kind of wisdom, saying in his opening thesis, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fool despises wisdom and instruction. Heed well the words of the wise king, for it is the fear of the Lord which is the object of true wisdom. As such, let this be the outcome for all of our teaching and preaching here at faith, that we would, as the Apostle Paul urged us, to profess to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. This is the beginning and the end of Christian education, that those gathered to hear would hear of Jesus Christ, who suffered for their redemption, who took upon Himself their sin and their death by his suffering upon Calvary's cross. And that having so heard of his goodness and mercy to him, to them, that they would come to a fuller understanding of his love and grace. Thus, dear friends, if we are to grow in knowledge in this place, then let us grow in the knowledge of our sin. If we are to grow in conduct here at faith, then let that conduct be meekness. If we are to grow in intellect, then let it be done so in humility to the service of our neighbor. If we are to grow in works of righteousness, then let them be sown in peace to the glory of God. And yes, if we are to grow in wisdom, then let it be that wisdom from above which St. James writes the wisdom by which we are made wise unto salvation. So, dear brothers and sisters, let's come back now to the task at hand. Let's revisit the clarity process that we're going through here at Faith Lutheran. Let us, that is all of us, this whole assembly, together address the question, how is it that we, not just our leadership, not just those in authority over us, but how all of us in our daily vocations, how do we seek out this wisdom in our dealings with one another? To answer this, I would like to turn to the aspirational target which is printed in your bulletins right next to the sermon title the target which was identified by the educational subgroup in our meeting earlier this year. It says that every member of faith, as disciples and followers of Jesus, will be motivated to actively be involved in one or more learning activities at home and or with the congregation that will lead to the conviction that God's Word is the only source of truth for the Christian. I want to read that last part again. These things will lead to the conviction that God's Word is the only source of truth for the Christian. That's not to say that no one else may speak these godly truths, but that the sole rule and norm for all of our teaching, all of our truth, all of those things which are pleasing to God is found and has its precedent in the Holy Scriptures. This is an upright and noble target. 
because it has as its design the outcome that those who are involved in education here at faith would learn to trust God's word, as Luther says, holding it sacred and gladly hearing and learning it. This, dear brothers and sisters, chiefly is the lesson to be learned in this congregation. This is a lesson that you will not learn in any institution outside these walls. For here and here alone are you given access to that teaching which is of God, that teaching which reveals to you Christ crucified for the forgiveness of your sins. Through pastors, through Sunday school teachers, through Jesus company leaders, through ministry teams here at faith, you are given the knowledge which bears the fruit of your very salvation. To aid us in this worthy task, our subgroup has also identified three principal goals which are going to help us as we pursue this knowledge of Christ. Firstly, that we outfit our, our members, that is all the people of faith, with necessary resources, be they digital or analog, to fully engage in the study of the Holy Scriptures. It's like the Apostle says, how are they to believe who have not heard. We are giving you the tools to hear. Secondly, we want to expand our rostered staff to holistically serve the people of faith with sound doctrinal teaching from the cradle all the way to the grave. We want to make sure that in this congregation, we have the bodies who are necessary to serve all the people of faith so that no age group or generation is left wanting. And third, to observe markers and milestones of Christian development together as the body of Christ in his church. That is, uplifting and encouraging one another, no matter where we are in our education, in our learning about Jesus. Making sure that we are here together as the body of Christ to sustain each other and to lift one another up as we hear of the glories of God. As we endeavor to do these things, may we do so firm in the fear, love, and trust of the Lord, confident not only that he will lead us in the path which he has planned for us, but also, as we read about in St. James, that he will keep us from all pride and worldliness which lead to error. Let our learning here be not an academic learning or a mere intellectual pursuit, for God has chosen to hide his wisdom from the understanding and reveal it instead to little children. Therefore, as we learn and as we grow, may we grow to be more childlike. Take note, that's different from childish. Let us grow to be more childlike, trusting in our God and receiving his wisdom that we may attain not the glory of men which fades away with the change of seasons, but rather that we would obtain that eternal glory which Christ has secured for us by his suffering, death, and resurrection. Now, so secured, may we continue to instruct, reproof, and build one another up in the knowledge which God has revealed to us by the proclamation of his gospel. St. John, in the conclusion of his gospel account, wrote that these things, that is the whole counsel of the Holy Scriptures, these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is the purpose 
of our education here at faith. That you would come to believe and that by this belief you may have secured for you life eternal in the name of Christ. May the education which is offered here at Faith Lutheran Church ever point us then to Christ Jesus in whom we are given not only that wisdom from above but also that which is profitable unto life forever in his name. Amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.